Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your co-host, Angie Rogers Howell. Now, what is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast where we feature awesome women in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. Today, our premier sponsor is Schaefer Leadership Academy. Find out more at SchaeferLeadership.com. We're also brought to you by Lucky Rabbit Tattoos. Find out more about them at LuckyTats.com. Who do we have on the show today? Today in the studio, we have Margot Middleton of Ivy Tech Life Steps Trio Program. A lot of people know that I'm a wedding DJ on the side. And one thing that's uh, happened here recently, a very popular game they like to play at weddings is the shoe game. So oh, yeah. it's kind of like the newlywed game. How well do you know the other person that you just married, basically? Right. Hopefully you know them pretty well because you just married them. Exactly. So there's this list of questions that pretty much everybody asks. and, and Who's the messiest re- one? Who, exactly. Who's the saver and, and stuff like that. So here recently we found out that you don't know me as well as you thought you knew me. Well, that is true. We. <laughs> and why is that? Well, we were at a restaurant. I yes. Mean, we work together. We eat lunch together a lot. We obviously we live together. So we were at a restaurant, and I was I had French fries, and there mm-hmm. were like a ton of them. So I'm like, "Hey, Matt, you want my French fries?" Or I'm probably pretty sure I said, "Hey, husband, you want my French fries?" Exactly. <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, sure." So I give you my French fries. I'm like, "Hey, do you want some? Here's here's some ketchup." And he's like, "I don't want. I don't want ketchup. I don't want ketchup. I hate ketchup." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> So I am one of those people that uh, go through a McDonald's if I'm getting a hamburger, which comes with uh, mustard, ketchup, onion. That's about it on that that sandwich. But anyway, I say no ketchup. I I have known you. We have been together for 13 years. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. I'm like, and so I was like, well, when you go to McDonald's, what do you get? And you're like, a hamburger with no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Either, really, I get a Big Mac. That's true. So I'm a Big Mac uh, eater. I don't do McDonald's as much anymore because that we're trying not to be garbage humans. Yes, but the you know the little girl she she loves the Happy Meal. So you just like oh I'm starving I need something. Well I don't get ketchup on. I cannot believe I like seriously we have been together for 13 years I've never noticed. (laughs) So so my oldest son he'll eat ketchup. My uh, youngest son uh, Holden he'll eat ketchup. He eats so much ketchup it makes you want to barf. My daughter though she didn't do condiments the entire time she grew up. Yeah. So no mustard ketchup anything on no salad dressing on a salad she would just eat plain lettuce. Yeah. Which is weird. We love her. Come we love on. her. I we do love her, but that's that's weird. <laughs> and and of course Zuzu, she's a she's a she's, she's a ketchup person. She's a ketchup person. So yeah, I'm I just, just thought it was person. crazy. Like you were like, I hate ketchup. I'm like, what? How do I not know? I see you every day. How do I not know you don't like ketchup? Now you'll catch me eating ketchup uh, on top of meatloaf. That's okay. okay that's because okay. Because it's kind of like heated up and got some brown sugar. Something something's different about it. Okay. But just you know. Right out of the bottle and dipping things in it? No. Now, now this stems from a childhood, right? Yes. I had a cousin who, um, she liked ketchup so much, she would drench everything in it. And just watching her eat that, (laughs) I I couldn't do it. I'd be like, nope, nope, this this is gross. This is gross. So every time I I think of ketchup, that's what I go back to. And it's just like, nope. I guess if you have traumatic experiences (laughs) as a child, maybe. (laughs) 
Our premier sponsor today is Schaefer Leadership Academy. Find out more at SchaeferLeadership.com. Political candidates, listen up. Yes. Um, as you know, it's political season. We're ramping up for campaigns and all kinds of stuff. Give me some yard signs. Uh, I love them. Let me print your yard signs. I'll do that. And your flyers and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, um, Schaefer Leadership started a program called Candidates of the Future. It was rooted in the fact that they believe that every citizen can lead regardless of their political experience, their political orientation, um, as long as they have an interest in running for local office and making change. So recently, they had a six-hour workshop. It's called Candidates of the Future. Um, 35 engaged community members came together to learn more about the political process and how that all works and what they can do to make actual real change in their communities locally um, and all that. So and registration filled up in less than a week when they announced it. So uh, we've got some really active members of the community who want to see change and things happen in their communities on the local level and Schaefer Leadership was able to help kind of facilitate that process. You can find out more at SchaeferLeadership.com. Today on the program, we have Margot Middleton. She is a student coordinator for the Life Steps Trio program at Ivy Tech Community College. Welcome, Margot. Thank you for having me. No problem. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Well, of course, first question, I don't know anything about you. So tell me about yourself. Okay. My name is Margo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We've established that. <laughs> yeah. I am with the uh, Life Steps Trio program for Ivy Tech, a resident of Muncie. I'm a Muncie Central Bearcat graduate. Okay. Also, I, I have a couple of degrees, one in business management from Indiana Wesleyan, another okay. one for counseling. Pretty much into this and that and got my hands in a lot of different things. I kind of poked my head in around in a different place. Mother of three, all grown and gone. <laughs> <laughs> and gone. Doing very well. Good. Other than that, I just I'm just semi-retired. Okay, I retired several years ago, and I knew when I retired that I would not really retire. Mm-hmm. I knew that I would always be doing something. So I've done a couple of things and just kind of been waiting around. Then I ended up at Ivy Tech. Okay. So student coordinator, what does that mean? What do you do there? What I do is a a student uh, Life Steps Trio is what I say is the best kept secret Mm -hmm. at Ivy Tech because it deals with first generation students, uh, economically disadvantaged Mm -hmm. students, and also includes disability students. And we provide them with information, anything that we believe that will help them to succeed. Mm-hmm. And that's what that particular program does. Okay. Um, making sure that they understand. I do a lot of workshops, especially on, and I do this over and over, time management, mm-hmm. procrastination. Okay. Get a lot of students, and we did have, you know, when the factories closed mm-hmm. and the uh, some of the corporations were pretty generous in offering that kind of money for people to go back to school. Okay. And so we had people that had not been in school mm-hmm. for a number of years. Then we also have those that, of course, had don't know anything mm-hmm. about college. So one of the things that always is not surprising 
but some feel like because they worked for so long that they could still maybe go get an eight-hour job and carry a full load in mm-hmm. college. You say, well, I don't think so. You might want to rethink that. And so that's what we do at TRIO. Okay. We have a lot of other activities and opportunities for them. Like I said, it's the best-kept, I mm-hmm. believe that it's the best-kept secret there at Ivy Tech. There are TRIO programs throughout the state okay. and all of the Ivy Tech campus throughout mm-hmm. the state but I think ours is probably one of the best tell me about growing up in Muncie well You've been I, here a while so well a little while <laughs> I, I was here a little while and left okay left okay. I went to California I went okay. to California and stayed there a while best lessons I am I love and I tell people all the time I love the 60s mm. I loved the 60s, and I was there in the 60s. Oh, okay. You know, there's a lot of changes going on, a lot of changes, good, bad, and indifferent. Mm -hmm. But I really enjoyed the 60s, and I was there when a lot of things that were going on. And you've got one side that was doing one thing, and then you had another side that was doing something else. Mm -hmm. I believe that that was my best choice and and some of my best life because I learned some of my best best lessons through um, just the diversity of people Mm -hmm. and um, you know Muncie being the kind of community that it is a Midwest kind of you know solemn you know but of course California then in the 60s Good, you got a little bit of everybody. Uh, yeah, I tell you, where little, did you live in California? I lived, I lived right between Culver City, okay, and Los Angeles. Okay, I worked right. in Culver City. I worked worked at the Hughes Aircraft. Oh, all right. For the government, and uh, never got to see Howard Hughes. I was hoping, <laughs> I was hoping that I could run into him, but it, of course, and that was close to the seventies. They were building the that was during the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. So they were building that little reconnaissance uh, helicopter. Right. And I was part of that. So we had a nice trailer right there on the facility because it was required that, you know, if you were doing government work, you had to be right there on the facility. So that was that was great. That that was fun. That's now, an experience, yeah. Yeah. Now, what brought you back to Muncie then? I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> I I I think it was divine intervention. It was it was divine intervention because I planned on being buried in California. Mm-hmm. That was my ultimate goal. I was just going to die in California, and that was it. But. I came back. While I was there, I got into radio. That's that's what kind of intrigued me. I got to get around a lot of different people. You know, it's Hollywood. Oh, yeah. You know, everybody everybody wants to be in the movies and all that kind of stuff. I didn't want to be in the movies, but I wanted to be in radio. radio. Well, I got... Interesting. I I used to live in California too. Okay. And I got involved in radio. That's how okay. I got my start in radio. So yeah. uh, it's interesting. And I think Howard Hughes actually started the radio station I used to work for. Where were you? I was in Barstow. Okay. Which is out in the middle of the Mojave Desert, yeah. but yeah. a couple hours outside of LA. And a yeah. Hours outside I could of Vegas, see him so. on the station yeah. out there. He started it, and I think his yeah. grandson took it over and that kind of thing. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Barstow's. Yeah. I think I think being in radio and starting in California. California is a plus. I think so. I really do because it gives you a broader range mm-hmm. of a lot of different 
things. So, but anyway, I came but back. But you came back here. Oh, God, yeah, I did. So did I. Yeah. We, all, we always come <laughs> back. I, I think I cried for two weeks. Mm-hmm. I really did. And I said, what in the world? I think I cried the whole winter when yeah, I first do. came Yeah, you do. You do. Divine intervention. Oh, gosh, we are on the same page here. Absolutely. You know, I said, what am I here? And I'm whining to myself, you know, I'm whining. I, I don't need to be here. But. But I started at uh, WLBC and worked there for about five years. And then General Motors made me an offer I couldn't refuse because I had a kid that was getting ready to go to college. Mm -hmm. I made that decision to switch, Mm -hmm. go to General Motors and work there for a number of years. And then I got transferred, started getting transferred Mm -hmm. to different places they bought out my department that's mm-hmm. what they did and uh, I, I wasn't going to move anyway I was here months and I was done <laughs> you're not moving anywhere I else. wasn't <laughs> moving anywhere I wasn't going to go anywhere I went to Flint Michigan okay, okay. coldest place I've ever been in my life <laughs> I did not. I didn't warm up until July. Well, by that time, it was oh god, it was just cold. <laughs> just it cold. was for me. Yeah, you have. I think you have to live in Michigan in order to really yeah, you appreciate. Grow up in that kind you of really do. Yeah. yeah, you really do because you know I talk. Oh, I'm so cold. I said, well, Margo is so and so and so. And then they'd always and everyone that I work with had a place what they call up north. Yes, don't they? <laughs> And I said, okay, up north. So that's farther. Further. Yeah. Why do you want to go up where it's well, colder? It's colder. And the, but everybody I work with had a place. They had a, a lodge or they had something or they were building something mm-hmm. up north. I said, oh, I got to get out of here. Well, that's too close to Canada. No, yeah. Th- it, no thanks. Well, it's cold. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so when um, I was scheduled to be moved someplace else, I said, I'm not going. And they say, oh, well, and, and, you know, opportunities, you know, they flash a lot of things in mm-hmm. front of you that mm-hmm. looks good. And, you know, and I started counting. I'm looking. My kids were grown. Mm-hmm. They were out of school and doing okay. They knew they couldn't come home. <laughs> <laughs> no, they could. But, uh, I, I, you know, I just kind of looked at that, and I said, you know, you really want about $2 million before you retire mm-hmm. any place. Well, I didn't have $2 million. <laughs> and I said, you know what, if... I have to live in a one-room apartment and drive and drive and ride the bus. I'm good. Yeah. I said, I'm not going anywhere. I said, I guess I'll go back to Muncie. And so that's that's what happened. That's what brought me back. Now, when you got back here, what did you do then? Did you get back into radio or something else? No, I didn't. I just kind of, what did I do? Uh I didn't. I didn't get back into radio. I did some things with uh, B. Foster at the Muncie Times. Okay. We did. We did a few things mm-hmm. together. Uh, and I just kind of waited around. I did some a few part time mm-hmm. things, and I think I worked at United Way for a while. Oh, okay. And uh, that's where I began to start meeting. That's where I met a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I met yeah. a lot of people working 
for United Way. Mm-hmm. Is that what led to Ivy Tech then? or I think it did. Okay. I think it did. You know, when you retire and, you know, and you can live in one room, you know, it really doesn't matter. You know, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> you do whatever as long as it makes I can you happy, do whatever right? whatever I want to do, you know, <laughs> and work wherever I want to work. And uh, I saw, I saw an ad and just applied and they hired me. Awesome. So. <laughs> so tell me now, what kind of, what organizations are you a part of? I'm I'm an altruist. Okay, I do that. Me too. Yeah, I know. That's how we met. That's how we met. (laughs) Yes, I'm a part of that, and I'm kind of the in and out. I have my hand in a lot of different ones. Mm -hmm. I am so guilty of not wanting to sit around and be in meetings. Um, I am super guilty of that. If if there's really something going on, yeah, I said so. But I contribute. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, and, I, and you I go to like the service projects yeah. and the things that were like active yeah. and doing. Yeah. yeah, you know, I just I altruism. Then they're they're pretty busy. Oh yeah, you know they they, they stay are. busy. But um, part of that, my church mm-hmm. and I'm the uh, ministry director for our women's ministry rather yeah and that is really kind of my best thing right I mean I'm really kind of focused more on that than anything else right now okay are you an early bird or a night owl I am actually an early person I learned at a very very early age and I'm I'm an only child okay but I had responsibility Mm -hmm. people say oh you're an only child no let me tell you something. I, I had to work. I had chores. Mm-hmm. There was no free lunch there. I learned at a very early age, if I got my work done, then I could do whatever I wanted to for the rest of the day. So I figured it out. Oh, okay. The earlier I got up, and if I could get it done real early, I had all day. It just stuck. And nice. I, I'm still the same way. That's good. I get up, and sometimes I'm the first person at a a place Mm -hmm. when they open so I can get in get my business done and get out get out go home and I have all day I could probably probably learn a little lesson from that because I am not an early but the downside of that is that your friends aren't always that way and that's what I always would run into especially you know like being a teenager Mm -hmm. you know your friends they are 10 11 o'clock you're not up yeah I mean <laughs> you're not you're not up <laughs> then you you know you find yourself have to wait for them but you find other things I found other things, other to, things do. to do yeah, yeah well while well, I'm waiting on them okay <laughs> well you've had a pretty long career you've uh you know worked for the government worked in uh, radio you've worked in manufacturing and now higher ed uh what would be something you tell a young person your advice for life just figure out what your why is. Okay. What is your why? Why are you doing what you do? And does it fit what you believe is in your career path? Mm-hmm. Or and some people say, what is your purpose? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's wise that we all just take a backseat every once in a while and say, okay, what is my why? If what I'm doing today, does it fit to what I'm really after? Mm-hmm. You know, and I tell students that, 
you know, a lot of times, you know, make sure your why fits where you're going. Mm-hmm. And we have to stop because you can get caught up. You can get caught up in a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. A lot of stuff and just stop. And, you know, I'm, I'm in transition. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. <laughs> you, we go through that. You oh, know, yeah, you go absolutely. through a transitional period. Do you have anything on your bucket list? Yes, I do. I want to, uh, I really would like to be on an island. I'd like to like be. Like live a, on an island or visit for, an yeah, island? Yeah, I'd like to be, uh, probably visit. Okay. For about a month or okay, two. Okay, cool. Yeah, I want people, I want some people there. So not a deserted island. Not a deserted, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, because no, there's probably animals and stuff. Well, that's probably true. Yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. No, you don't uh, want that. <laughs> no, a villa right there on that island. That's nice. Yeah, isn't yeah. that nice? Well, that sound yeah, nice and I need people there so they can bring me yeah. like fruity drinks with oh, umbrellas. Yeah. I don't intend to do anything. <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't intend yeah. to do anything. Awesome. So. Do you have any success stories of working with these students and how they've changed their lives? Oh, yeah. There's several success stories. Several that we have. There's one lady. I, I won't call names, mm-hmm. but yeah. there's one lady now that is just phenomenal here in the city mm-hmm. just great and i i hope that everyone hears their story we're going to have a national trio day okay and she's going to be our guest speaker so i'll call you and let you know okay. i you need to to hear her another young man streets of muncie the streets mm-hmm. of muncie got a check second chance got a second chance he ended up being on billboards across the country oh. ab- about the things that he's doing now he has a um, a professorship in in texas i believe it okay. is yeah he's he's teaching school he went went through ivy tech came through our trio program went through ivy tech went on to ball state Ended up with his master's degree and is now a professor in Texas. Several, se- there's several other others that have been just as successful mm-hmm. that didn't even think that they could. Right, Couldn't, didn't even think they'd make it through college, let never alone think, being mm-hmm, successful. Never think, and all yeah, that. that's really cool. <laughs> Tell me, do you have a favorite movie? I do. My, I have two. Les Miserables. Okay. The old version, 1935. Okay. It's like the old one okay. or the new one? The, oh, no, the old one <laughs> okay, okay. with um, Charles Lawton. You know, he was the captain, that captain. Jean-Bar-Jean. You know, oh, God. He was, I love that. I love that. The Godfather. Okay. I have mm. every edition of The Godfather, the DVDs, the, the VHS. You've and got the, them all. And the director's cut, all of them. Hmm. I love The Godfather. That's a, I mean, that's a good movie. It, <laughs> well, it's so many different lessons yeah. in The Godfather. Yeah, sure. So many different lessons. that are, For me, a lot of lessons. Oh. That, that's the one with the horse head in the bed, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to go back and watch that. I, know, I haven't seen it in a long we've, time. We've had a whole episode on uh, Angie and how she forgets movies. I do. We, okay. we I forget every movie, movie ever. four times and she <laughs> still doesn't It's like brand new every it. time I watch oh, it. Oh, yeah. So we'll have to rewatch that. Uh, yeah. All yeah. three of those. And I love old black and whites. Mm-hmm. I love black and whites. I love I love some of the old actors mm-hmm. and actresses, the Betty Davises and and the Joan Crawfords and oh my goodness. 
you know, they were some, they're, they're great. There's some good ones out there now. There's mm-hmm. good, I mean, there's great actors and out there now. I like Denzel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh I mean, he's just off the chain. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing that he can't do. And then he's just, uh, just so much good just comes off of him. Yeah. Just when you see him, you know, you just, you can see a lot yeah, of good. Yeah, he's just a good person. Yeah, he's yeah. a good, like a good person. I like him. I like um, Hank's. Tom Hanks. I like Hanks. I, now that's another movie that I like. Forrest Gump. Oh, yeah. that was a good. One. I really like. Forrest that one Gun. I do actually remember. You remember <laughs> Forrest Gump? <laughs> I've seen it several we've, times. We've watched it quite <laughs> a few yeah, times. I, yeah, I'm a movie buff. My dad used to take me to movies when I was a little girl. Oh, okay. How much did they cost back then? Let me see. Probably no more about ten, fifteen cents. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, probably like ten or fifteen. 10, fifteen bucks. Now. Yeah, yeah, they knew my dad because he's he was a movie person too. Cowboys, I love the Cowboys now. Oh, okay, I watch Cowboys on Saturday. Um, okay, and my no thank days. Now, what's a no thank day? A no thank days, which I think everybody it's should what do. What it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, everybody should do it at least once in their life or at least twice. A no thank day is absolutely nothing other than the natural things. Sleep, eat, go to the bathroom. That's it. No thinking. No, no thinking. don't. No, just clear your mind. Of, of. I think everybody should do it. Because I think, especially now, mm-hmm. because there's so many voices. We have so many voices, you know. I don't understand uh, why people are so engrossed in a phone. It was a while before I even got a phone. I helped another young lady. We led a college ministry. Mm -hmm. The kids would say, Miss Margo, you don't have a phone. I said, I don't have a phone. And then finally when I got one, oh, it was almost like a party. (laughs) You know, they, Miss Margo, I got a phone. (laughs) And matter of fact, today I I didn't bring it. Okay, you hear so many voices Mm -hmm. and and you're looking at so much on a phone Mm -hmm. and you're reading so much. So, when does it become your own thought? So to have a no-think day where you tune out all the voices you, you, and you just kind of chill. And you'd be surprised about your own, I mean, what's you, mm-hmm. what, who you really are. Yeah. Who you really are. I bet they don't even know who they are. <laughs> they, they're so busy reading all the time on the Listen phone. To podcasts. Listen, Listen to podcasts. Well, I want them to hear this one, but <laughs> <laughs> this is the one they this really the want to hear. Yes. This is the best one. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Really appreciate you you coming in. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed this. No problem. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Okay. We're also sponsored today by Lucky Rabbit Tattoos. Find out more at LuckyTats.com. Today we want to talk about studio manager Chrissy Godwin. Chrissy! Now you might notice the name Godwin from a couple weeks ago. Adam, she's his wife. What? Yes! I didn't know that, but now I do. Anyway, so she has been running this behind the scenes, behind the counters, keeping the shop uh, running and going and scheduling appointments, all that since 2017. She can answer any questions you might have about your tattoo or piercing or anything like that. She moved here um, from Colorado with her husband, Adam, in 2015. And her love Now, of- wait a minute. That's the emo stud, right? Yeah, the emo stud. Okay. I don't know what emo stud means, but maybe Chrissy, you can tell us what emo stud means. <laughs> her love of people makes her job easy, so look for her behind the counter when you stop in. All right, you can find out more at LuckyTats.com. 
If you've been listening to the program, you know how much I'd love to play games uh, with Angie I on this podcast. I think you're being sarcastic. I'm a, being a little sarcastic. <laughs> well, she has a book in front of her, and it is... It's called 2,000 Questions About Me. I found it at Five Below for $5, and I thought, well, this could be interesting. So we're going to open this up. All right, let's do it. What is your idea of perfect happiness? Perfect happiness. Mm-hmm. Me in Hawaii with a drink in my hand. On Hanalei Bay. You took my you took my answer. But my idea of perfect happiness is life is good. Everybody's happy. All the kids are cool. We're cool. If we're on a beach with a yummy fruity rum drink, that would be better too. So I think your aspirations are way up here. <laughs> well, I mean, we can have this is perfect happiness. Then there you go. You know, we had to run away together to Hawaii to get away from everybody. Well, that's true. I know. So having them all happy plus us being on a beach. Come on. That, I'm just saying perfect happiness. A girl can hope and dream. Question number two. What is your greatest extravagance? Extravagance. Well, do you to, have one? I get my nails done, but yeah. I don't know if it's an extravagance. I do it because if I don't, I will I will pick my cuticles to nubs until they bleed. So I find that if I spend money mm-hmm. on having someone else do my nails and make them look pretty, then I don't I don't pick at them nearly as much. I think my extravagance is uh, expensive bourbons and whiskeys oh, yeah, that uh, I have uh, come across. And, and yeah, I love that. Yeah. But not so extravagant. Like, we're not talking like Pappy Van Winkle or whatever. No, no, no. I'm, I'm still too cheap for <laughs> yeah, that. We're still too cheap for I'm that. I'm no Gary Dimmery. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> what words or phrases do you most overuse? Uh. Yeah. Because <laughs> I cut a lot of uhs <laughs> out, cut out a lot of, of this podcast. Are they all yours or mine? Mostly mine because okay. I'm I'm a very uh person. Like, okay. Like all you say like a lot, And too. I do say like a lot. I mean, I lived in California, so... <laughs> What or who is the greatest love of your life? What you better say your wife who's sitting across the table. I'm going to say that. <laughs> that's not even a good question. Of course. Of course it's you. Me and the children, right? Sure. Sure. But mostly me. <laughs> have you ever given someone a handmade present? Yes, I have. Uh, I used to make soap and I used to give those as gifts. That's true. I, when and we, candles. Yeah, candles and soap. Whenever you would, uh, go, we'd go to like a Christmas party or something. He would put together this little basket and like give the hostess I, a present. I'd have tissue paper and uh, little binder twine. I know. Stuff. And eventually, when we made record bowls, you yeah. put them all in the record bowl and like wrapped them up as a present too. So yeah, it's very popular for a year or two. Yeah, until. <laughs> Until everybody was like, don't bring me soap. I'm sick of your soap. I have so many record bowls, I don't know what to do with them. Yeah. I used to make, I haven't made them in a long time, but baby quilts when I was in California. I started making quilts in a quilting guild because I am 100 years old. (laughs) Um, So I would make baby quilts. So all of my friends who've had babies in the past 10 or 20 years, they got quilts from me, which hopefully held up. I don't know because I'm a beginner beginner sewer. I know how to sew in a straight line and that's about it. So, but yeah, I used to make quilts and stuff like that. Are you an organ donor? I am now. Now, up until this year when I renewed my license, I was not an organ donor. Did you purposefully choose not to be an organ donor? In my brain, I was like, I want all my parts and pieces when I when I die. But now I'm like, you know what? You know, getting cream, cremated. We got two places here in Muncie. It's kind of a cool thing. It's kind of cool. (laughs) So now you want to be cremated? Now you can save space instead of being plotted out in the ground. Well, that's true. So I'm glad you're now an organ donor. I I think ever since I've been uh, old enough to check that box or whatever, I've always had it checked. So you can have my parts. I don't care. There's a movie out there. I love it. It's like a B movie, but it's where like the body parts get put into other people. 
uh, because of this this murderer. He died, so they gave his organs to other people. So like an eyeball, um, uh, an arm to one dude, and all this kind of stuff. And of course, it's a horror movie, so the arm goes crazy, tries to kill people. The eyeball, you know, sees bad things, and it's just, it's a really terrible movie. What about... (laughs) Speaking of movies with body parts and stuff, what about yeah. Repo Man? Isn't that the one? Repo Man, the opera? the rock opera, the yes. rock opera. I love that one. I love it. If they made and that into a like Nancy Civic musical, I would be in that in a heartbeat. No, who, who, who Sarah was Sarah Brightman? And she was blind, blind Meg. I can't remember what her name was, but she was blind, and she sang all the music, and it was beautiful. It was and weird. The whole premise is, <laughs> if, if you're in like a dystopian future but you need yes. like a body part and so you can get a body part but you have to like sign for it yeah it, you're you're paying for it so you leased it yeah so you're leasing a part and if you fall behind on your payments then the repo man Comes will come back. and take your body part back and then there's this whole <laughs> other thing where the they're extracting something out of people's skulls oh, that yeah. are dead and it's a drug and they 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 and people get up. high off of yeah. it and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't remember because I don't remember movies. But it was a good movie. And Sarah Brightman. 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 Sarah Brightman. Was really good in it. All right. Here's one for you. Okay. Do you floss or use a toothpick when food gets stuck in your teeth? Which one? Floss or toothpick? Standard toothpick made of wood? No. But yes. those little flossy things? Yeah. The flossers? I use those. Yes. That's, that's, that's what the question was. Well, Do not- you floss... <laughs> No. Or use a toothpick. Okay. You are not, not like, a toothpick okay. person. You know how like all right, you got to get the floss and you wind it around your fingers and then you're like. Yeah. Not that. The little toothpick floss thingies that already have the, their plastic and they have the thingy in them. Yeah. That's what I use. Which is called floss. Whatever. But it's not like <laughs> the standard flossing is what I'm saying. I'm just saying these games that you bring on board, <laughs> this is why we don't play them. How about you, husband? I'm a total flosser, but I'll also chew on a toothpick just for the hell of it. Ugh, I don't ever want to chew on a toothpick. It's soggy wood in your mouth. I like the ones that are kind of cin- uh, like have the a cinnamon? little taste of mint or cinnamon. Yeah. Not the mint ones. Gross. Oh, the, the mint ones, ones are, are awesome. There, I chew them all day. Gross. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or you can find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you like what you hear today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Our premier sponsor today was the Schaefer Leadership Academy. Find out more at schaeferleadership.com. We're also brought to you by Lucky Rabbit Tattoos. Check them out at luckytats.com. Have a great rest of your day and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has gone boss. boss.